Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. And we've got some earnings to unpack from OCBC. And they reported a 21% rise in net profit for the third quarter, supported by record growth in net interest income and growth in non-interest income. And net profit came in for that quarter ended September at $1.8 billion, so up from $1.5 billion. So pretty much in line with consensus forecast. Let's check in now with Yip Jing Rong. He is the market strategist for IG. Jing Rong, thanks for joining us. TGIF. Hello, good morning, Ryan. TGIF. Yeah, so help us out with the numbers. How impressed are you with the latest report card from OCBC? Yeah, so I think the latest result was uh, slightly above the market consensus. 21% jump in the net profit to around uh, $1.8 billion. And when we look at Singapore banks, I think the bulk of the bank's business is still heavily dependent on a net interest income. That accounts for around 70% of total revenue. And in this aspect, I think OCBC has uh, held up quite well. We are still seeing a stable net interest margin. So that really plays an important role to sort of offset the subdued uh, loan demand. And we are still mm-hmm. seeing resident in its uh, net interest income with a 17% year-on-year growth. So its net interest margin currently is at 2.27% in the third quarter. So in a way, it shows that while our uh, interest margin may have a likely peak, it has been sort of slow to table and that continues to support the uh, bank's results. So the management kind of guided for 2023 net interest margin target to be at 2.25%. So that is a revision uh, higher. So, so sort of a more resilience are uh, being guided here. Yeah, very interesting when I look at the NIMS, the net interest margin. So we had at the fourth quarter last year, 2.31%. And then steadily, it's been coming down. In the previous quarter, it was 2.26. But now it inched up one basis point to 2.27. So even though we're not in those highs of last year, the income, the net interest income is higher. So that kind of reflects that there is appetite to borrow money. Loans seem to be picking up. So going forwards, what do you expect? How do the dynamics play out for you? Because there is still some caution being flagged by OCBC on its outlook. What is this going to mean for loans growth? Yes, so I think similar to CBS and UOB, I think largely our Singapore lenders are really trying to prepare for a rainy day. So we have seen them continuing to build up their loan loss provision to sort of safeguard against the tougher economic conditions ahead. So particularly to OCBC, you know, it mentioned that it's credit costs increased 3% uh, from a year ago. And of course, looking ahead, I think uh, the risk uh, at the top of mind will be in terms of the global growth condition. I think currently, uh, loan demand has been resilient, but it still remains soft. So in a way, businesses are still cautious on their growth expansion plans. And I think there are also some you know, slight signs of buyers fatigue in the property sector following the rounds of uh, property cooling measures and higher interest rate. And I think if uh, global economic conditions were to continue to worsen the shape, I think uh, rising asset quality risk uh, will be something that the banks will have to juggle where you could see banks having to set aside more allowances to sort of prepare for these uh, tougher times and that will come at the expense of uh, profit. And of course, when we talk about a peak in a net interest margin, it also means that you know the net interest income may not be sort of able to deliver the strong growth that we have witnessed uh, over the past uh, one year. So some challenges in the near term ahead, I believe. Yeah, Jerome, talking about allowances, so in the third quarter, it's up 20% year on year, but quarter on quarter, is down 27%. So we'll see how that plays out for OCBC. And of course, it's got some exposure in China. How's that playing out for them 
climate. Uh, what do you expect in the coming quarters? Yeah, so I think if we look at the loan quality, currently it's still very healthy. I think the non-performing loan ratio is at 1%, and that actually marks sort of a downtick from a previous 1.1%. So I would say that, you know, asset quality has been very resilient. We are still not seeing, you know, some of the economic risks are taking place in terms of his loan quality yet. But of course, as I mentioned, I think moving forward, clearly some economic risks are being presented. And I think for OCBC, I think the exposure to greater China can be more limited. But nevertheless, you know, I believe that they have a very strong uh, capital position to really weather any uh, economic risk ahead. So I mean, if you look at the CT1 ratio, and that ratio kind of measures the bank capital adequacy, it stands at 14.8% in the third quarter. That is far above the regular requirement, which means that it has a strong capital buffer to sort of insulate against any economic lowdown. So I think that will allow, you know, the bank to really hold up in terms of a tough economic environment. I think they are very well capitalized, very well positioned as well. All right. In terms of loans exposure, the book, you've got 41% in Singapore and 24% in Greater China. Rest of the world, 21%. Indonesia, 6%. Malaysia, 8%. So that's a look of group loans right now based on percentage. All right, let's take a look at the share price. We've got OCBC year-to-date. It is up 6.7% to just slightly over $13. What do you make of it? How attractive is it to you right now getting in at this price? Yeah, so if I compare the three uh, local banks, of course, based on the price-to-book and a price-to-earnings valuation, UOB seems to be the cheapest out of all three uh, local banks. But in a way, OCBC also stand out because it's a dividend yield is the highest at around 6.1%. And based on its uh, CET1, ratio, I think the capital buffer is also the highest among all three local banks. So that may suggest, you know, some potential upside for dividends. But generally, you know, the bank has also maintained its guidance for a 50% dividend payout ratio. So overall, I believe that uh, not just OCBC, I believe that our banks continue to be a great addition to one's portfolio, looking at their stable dividends, resilient earnings and healthy capital position. And I believe we are also in a very sweet spot to really tap on our growth opportunities across the region. We have seen uh, DBS and UOB kind of stepping up on their offshore expansion strategy over the past few years and that could be set to continue and we'll be awaiting on any uh, growth expansion plans uh, coming from OCBC as well over the coming quarter. Alright, and OCBC 52-week high at 13.39 is just above 13 right now. 52-week low at around 11.93. But OCBC in focus as we unpacked the earnings coming through. Third quarter up 21% and helping us out today is is Ip Jung Ro, market strategist for IG. Jung, thanks for the time and have a great weekend in advance. Thank you, Ryan. All right, catch up with you again soon. Stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.